Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. It's always God's will to heal. Look at your name and say, always means always. No question, no doubt, God always wants me to walk in health and healing. And I can, and I will, because I choose to receive. Pastor, is it just that easy? You know what? It is. It's just that easy to receive our healing. Well, Pastor, I've been trying to receive. I know other folks have been trying to receive from God for years. It's not God's fault. 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid a price so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. And an abundant life is a healed life. An abundant life is a well life. You know what? I just started to choose to believe. And thank God, if there's something going on. And right now, I'm standing for some things right now in my own body. But I choose to believe that I can live in wholeness and wellness. How many realize if you well all the time, you don't have to bleed for healing. If you're complete and everything's functioning, if you don't have any pain in your body, you don't have to resist it. But now if we do, then we need to resist it with everything that's in us. Amen. And we need to know, because how many know where, how many of you all know where sickness and disease come from? Where does it come from? Where? The devil. That's right. Some folk think that God is trying to teach them something with, 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 with sickness. He's not. God said and let us know he does not use the devil's tools. There's no sickness in heaven for God to pass out. Bible says everything is it's perfect in heaven. In the scripture, that one of those first prayers that we learn, that we call the Lord's Prayer, says, and he told us that he wants his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if everything is in perfection in heaven, God's people can have that here on earth. But you know what? Because there is a devil, there's an enemy. And John 10, 10 says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Then we got to fight for it. We got to, you mean, Pastor, we got to go out and beat up the devil, beat up other people? No, no. Uh, Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. Our fight is the good fight of faith. Let me say it again because y'all didn't hear me. Our fight is the good fight of faith. And I found out I didn't have a couple of fights in school. Uh, Nobody wanted to fight me. And they were wise. Amen. (laughs) It It wouldn't be smart to do it today. Just in case anybody's thinking about it. Amen. Forewarned is forearmed. Amen. But... (laughs) <laughs> I found out that the only good fight that anyone could ever have is when you win. You get beat up. It's not a good fight. 
When you win, that's a good fight. And just in case you didn't know, I took a peek in the back of the book. We win. Look at that. You say, you're a winner. There's a winner in you. And you can win every time. Amen. It's always God's will to heal. And we know God says, and we talked about many things. I kind of remind you of just a few things, and then I'm going to hook right on up uh, where, where, where we left off last time because I got a few things I want to cover. But God heals in a lot of different ways. I thank God for special anointings where ministers uh, are specially graced with, with uh, special anointings to heal certain things. And the Bible says those are called uh, gifts of the Spirit. And that's wonderful to be healed when, when a minister or, or a person that's operating in those gifts of the Spirit lays hands on you and you get zapped and you get, you get instantaneously or even over a period of time. But those things or those manifestations, the scripture says, and we taught on those. You can go back and, and uh, uh, look and listen at, at those teachings the first time. Those manifestations only come as the spirit wills. And no minister, no man or woman of God can turn that on or off. And we don't know why God chooses certain things that he's, he, he's all knowing and all powerful. He knows what's best. And so, you remember we said, well, some people have thought, well, that means that you can't get healed all the time. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And we, you remember we started talking about why you can. Anytime you need health, healing, wholeness, and wellness, it's easy to receive. We highlighted this message saying this, when you hear the word of God and Act on it, you can always receive your healing. When you hear the word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But when you hear the word of God and act on it, look at neighbor say, you got to act. Faith is an act. Corresponding actions. If you can move something, start moving it. If you couldn't do something, start doing it. Why? Because it's an act of your faith. You believe what the word says and you receive it every time. Why? Because God's perfect will is health, healing, wholeness, and wellness. And that's the reason Jesus came. He told us that. We know that the word of God always works. Amen. Amen. How do you know the word of God always works? Because he told us it did. He let us know that the word always works every time. You know, I was looking at uh, Romans 10, verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17 in the King James. And uh, it, it clarifies us and tells us. You know, the book of Romans, Paul wrote that to the church at Rome. And... But he didn't just write it to the church at Rome. He wrote it to the church here in Silicaga, wherever you're watching from and wherever you're at. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says this. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you know what that indicates to me? 
the more of the word that we hear, the more of the word that we saturate ourselves with. I give you my opinions. I give you illustrations sometimes, but I teach. Sister Ella, we teach the word. The Bible lets us know the sower sows the word. When you sow the word and you saturate yourself with the word of God, the more the word that you have in, in your makeup, you build yourself up in your most holy faith by building yourself up in the word. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Pastor, what do you mean? Getting saturated, reading it. It's not just enough to come on Sunday mornings or or, or watch on Wednesdays or whenever we start having special services or things like that. It's not just, but you and I, it's so important that we uh, get deep in God's word because the more of God's word we have, the more we're going to walk at a higher level of faith. Faith is being fully persuaded. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm fully persuaded. That the word always works the word the bible the b-i-b-l-e even when we're small we say we say the bible that's the thing for me and and you know i think i think it's important for us to know that and jesus through the writers of the gospels and through the epistles paul wrote and he wrote uh in timothy his son in the ministry Paul wrote to him in 2 Timothy 4, 2. His epistle is a letter that he wrote to him. And at this particular time, you've heard me teach on this before. Timothy was suffering. He was going through some things. I know this will shock you, but the church folk were acting up. Timothy was the pastor. And they were acting up. And the Bible says he had been crying. How many, you reckon pastors cry sometimes? In case you didn't know, they do. They cry out for your, your blessing, but sometimes things, you know, pastors got feelings just like you do. Amen. Amen. And they hurt just like you do. Timothy was hurting right now, and Paul, Paul wrote him. He wrote him letters to encourage him. He said this in 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Repute, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. He said, for the time coming, you, you, you see that for the time comes when they will not endure sound doctrine. You know, we talked about this the last time. I'm looking up right where we left off the last time. And, and, and that's the way it is right now. A lot, a lot of Christians, believers, won't, don't want to hear the truth. Uh, they, as the scripture says, have itching ears to hear what sounds good to them. I, I remember we had a, one of our Rhema graduates that, that uh, had actually, he uh, came in contact with Brother Hagin's ministry while he was in jail. Amen. And uh, uh, Rhema has a strong uh, jail ministry. They send Bibles and books and to prisons all over the United States. And this particular minister uh, was was there and he wasn't saved. He had, he had, he tells a story about him uh, robbing and flying a plane over Goodwater, Alabama. Amen. Not saying anything for you Goodwater folk. I know we got folk from Goodwater. Goodwater is a good place. They good, must have Goodwater. That's where they got his name, I guess. I don't know. 
But he said he flew a plane and he saw that, saw that it was a tower of one of the water tanks that said, said good water. He saw that and I think he was uh, transporting some illegal something someplace and he, had, <laughs> he saw that way to find out where he was. But it, anyway, I, I, that's, another, that's another part of the story. I'm going to tell this. He said in prison that, uh, and I don't know if it's the same way today, when he was there, it, it was very important if you could have sweets, candy bars, and stuff like that, they called them woo-woos and wham-whams. Woo-woos and wham-whams. Some of you like woo-woos and wham-whams. Amen. But the gospel is more than just sweets. It's more than woo-woos and wham-whams. A lot of Christians looking for woo-woos and wham-whams, but they're missing out on the meat of God's word, the truth of God's word. Paul was telling Timothy, no matter how folks are acting in the church, no matter what's going on, no matter how you've been hurt yourself, preach the word in season. Preach them whether they want to hear it or not. Tell the truth. Preach it. Because it's so important because the more they, that we all get built on the word, the more we're going to walk in health and healing. The more we're going to walk in power. How do you walk in power? How many want to walk in the blessings of God every day? And you don't just want it to be happenstance where you get something sometimes. You want to be in school where you make it all A's and you're doing everything that you know to do. Because you're studying to show yourself approved. <laughs> Amen. That works in the classroom. It's the same as it does the Bible. I use, uh, I, I've done this before. I remember sometimes before I learned better. You know, you'd have a test. The teacher normally gives you about three weeks, sometimes a month, let you know you have tests. She gives you that so you can prepare and study. But if you're a procrastinator, look at your name, so I hope you're not a procrastinator. Procrastination means you put things off to the last minute. Some Christians are that way. Look at your name, so he's not talking about you, I know. You might as well relax. I'm just going to teach a little while and then I'm going to quit, okay? Amen. But we won't finish this right here. Finish up. Because God wants us to walk in health and healing. But you can't pass a test and do your very best if you just study the night before the test. You may get enough to where you can pass, get you a, a high D or a C. But to do your very best, in any subject matter of study in school or in our Christian walk, we need to study to show ourselves approved consistently and prepare. Brother Hagin told us this preparation time is never wasted time. The more we get in the word or the more of the word that we get in, in our lives, the more we're going to walk in the power and abundance of God's graces. And his mercies. The RV of uh, 2 Timothy 4 says this. Tell everyone God's message. Be ready at all times to do whatever is needed. The only way you can be ready is for you to be full of God's word. Tell people what they need to do. Tell them when they are doing wrong. And encourage them. Do this with great patience and careful teaching. That's the reason we're teaching what we're teaching. That's the reason we're doing it the way we're doing it. And we're believing God for the very best. In every time, in every, in every way that, that we can. And we're thanking God for every good gift we know comes from him. And we're believing God. I'm searching, I'm taking my time searching for my book here. I, I thank God that one of the scriptures that we need to know that 
lets us know that the devil is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know that's in John 10, 10. But God is not the one that's putting harm or sickness on folks. We see in Acts 10, verse 38. Acts 10, verse 38. It says this. For God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. What did Jesus do? Same thing he's, he's training that he demonstrated to us to do. Who went about doing good. Look at David said, you ought to be going about doing good. If we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to do good like he did. Amen. Y'all don't want to do good. I see that. Okay. No, you just didn't want to repeat it. Okay. But we, Jesus went about at doing good as an example. But you know what else he did? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Oppression comes from the devil, not from God. Sickness and disease is oppression. Sickness and disease will burden you down. God does not want us walking in sickness and disease because he doesn't have any of that to give us. God wants you loosed. Look at neighbor and say, I want to be loosed from any sickness and disease or any bondage. We got a good example of, of, of a woman that you're very familiar with. Jesus loosed this woman. He loosed her. We see it in Luke chapter 13. I'm going to go ahead and read that because this is an example of, and I want, there's a few things that we can see in this that we need to identify. Anybody need to be loosed of any kind of burden or bondage or anything in your life right now? Maybe a symptom, maybe a pain, maybe just a, 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 a mental uh part that the enemy is trying to depress you with maybe maybe some uh strongholds that you may even put yourself in a position of of starting it. but it's become where you know you need to get rid of it because it's hurting you anything that's contrary to goodness healing and health and wholeness is contrary to god and it's a burden and God wants us loose from it. Notice this woman here in Luke 13, starting at verse 11. It says, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. That's a long time. And was bowed together. Evidently, she was bowed down and could in no wise lift herself up. You've seen people that, you know, sometimes folks get a certain age and their and body, different things, and they start bending over. That. That, that doesn't have to happen. It doesn't. Why don't you get to a certain age? Just bad stuff start happening to you because your body deteriorates. Well, th there's a deterioration going on. But when you know who you are and what you're entitled to, you don't have to bow down to the bow down, to the burden. But you got to exercise your faith. You got to fight the good fight of faith. Healing is yours always, tell your neighbor. Healing is yours. You don't have to bow to the devil in any way. Fight the good fight of faith. This woman and could no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. He had compassion and said unto her, woman, thou 
art loose from thine infirmities. And he laid his hands on her. Notice, he gave her the word. He told her, woman, thou art loose from thy infirmities. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. I mean, want to be made straight. Amen. No matter what's going on. Immediately she was made straight. You know what she did? What we should do. Amen. You ought to do this before you even get, get any change take place. She glorified God. She glorified God. That's when we got to praise. That's when we got to sing. That's when we got to worship. We got to glorify God. The more we glorify God, he says he inhabits the praises of his people. That's the reason we got to do it, y'all. That's the reason you don't, don't wait till you get to church. Do it at home. Glorify God. Why? Verse 14. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because, you know, this how, this were religious folk. Notice how they acted. Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. Oh, dear Lord. And said unto the people, there are six days in which, you can just hear him, hear him being holier than now. There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. You know, that don't even sound right. The Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite. Jesus didn't mention the word, did he? Called him a hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to water? Don't you take care of your animals? And you said that this woman ought not to be healed because it's the Sabbath day? Jesus was just saying, that's crazy. That's the Henry translation. Verse 16 says, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom, who bound? Satan had bound to these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Oh, not this woman be loose, Jesus said. Oh, not you be loose from whatever's bounding you up. Oh, not you be loosed. Notice verse 11 says that the woman had a spirit of infirmity. Sickness, infirmity. Y'all remember the word infirmity uh, means a sickness. You used to call, they used to back in the day, they would call a hospital an infirmary. Because that's where people went when they had infirmities. Y'all remember that? Some of you may remember that. When did the spirit come? Where did it come from? We already know because we already identified. Where did the spirit come from? Notice that phrase in verse 16. Whom Satan hath bound. Jesus also declared that this woman should be loose from infirmity. And he gave two good reasons for her to be loose and for you and I to be loose. From any type of sickness. But not just from sickness and disease, but from anything that's of the devil. Poverty's of the devil. I mean, stress, anything that will hurt you or harm you is from the devil. Sin is from the devil. We ought to be loose from that. 
two things or two reasons that in this passage that Jesus said she ought to be loose. What were they? One reason was, and we've already identified that, is that because Satan had bound her. If Satan binds you or Satan gives you something, you don't want it. You don't need it because it's harmful, it's hurtful. We know that sickness and disease are bondages. God's people should not be bound by sickness or disease or anything. Why? Because Jesus already paid the price for us to be free. Look at Nate say, I'm free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. This woman had been bound for 18 years, but she heard the word of Jesus himself. She heard it right out of his mouth. But you know what? You're hearing it too right out of his mouth by reading the word. You're hearing it when I read it. That's the word of God. And every time the word of God comes, if you will believe it, look at his neighbor and say, believe it. And receive it and act on it, you'll receive your healing. The more word or the more we get, that's where you got to read the scriptures over and over again and get that in our, in our heart. Let it be part of your makeup. And ladies, I know you understand that because when, when you put makeup on, you put it on the outside. But this makeup of the word should be not only on the outside, but it ought to be on the inside as well. Part of your inner being. The word, healing is yours. And you're set free from bondages of the devil. If the devil put something on you, if he bound you, you ought to be loose from it. But that wasn't the only reason. You saw the second one already. The second reason Jesus said the woman should be healed was that she was a daughter of Abraham. Abraham. What's that mean, Pat Preacher? She was a covenant woman. She had covenant. And when you're covenant, that means, that means she was a part of the family. We talked about family last week. And when you're part of the, the covenant family of God, you got covenant rights. You got covenant uh, responsibilities, yes. But you got covenant rights. Things that are yours that ought not to be denied. So she had to be loosed because she was a part of the covenant. She was a daughter of Abraham. Look at his neighbor said. I'm a daughter or a son of Abraham. I'm going to walk in the blessings of God. You know, these reasons, if God's people can be healed under the old covenant, we can be healed under the new and better covenant. God told us we could. He said in Galatians 3.29, Galatians 3.3.29, I got to find a good unhooking spot. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. But I like what, what Galatians 3 says in verse 7, too, because it identified that. I think I even went, got ahead of myself and went over the scripture last the, two weeks ago. But Galatians 3, verse 7 says this. Know ye therefore that they, who's they? Which are of faith. Faith, men and women. They which are of faith. They which believe and trust God's word. They which depend totally on God and the truths that will transform our lives. 
Last time I talked about the transformation or the metamorphosis that takes place from a caterpillar to, to, to a butterfly. Those that believe the truth, they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Abraham's blessing, healing, prosperity, wholeness and wellness. That's part of the blessing. And if you are an heir to join heir with Jesus Christ, that's part of your blessing. You know what that means to me? And that ought to tell us. From now on, the issue is settled. The issue is settled. Look at the neighbor and say, the issue for whether or not I'm going to receive my healing is settled. God said it. I believe it. That settled it for me. Don't you let anybody, any devil in hell or anybody else say, you know, that sickness runs in your family. You could have a family member come to you. You know, you say, you, you could be, have a diagnosis and, and you have a, a Job's com comforter. Family member may come to you or a friend come to you. You know, your great uncle, uh, Fubiboo, uh, got had that and died. You reckon you want, no, tell them to shut up. If they visit you, them kind of folk you need to ask as politely and kindly as you can to get out your room. Pastor, wouldn't that hurt their feelings? If you want to live and not die, doubt and unbelief and folks that are full of it, get away from them. Some folk, you got to stay away from them. You believe in God for your health, healing, wholeness, and wellness. Some folk you can't be communicating with. If every time they come, they're going to tell you how you're going to die. Pastor, you being mean. No, I'm being straight. What if it's old, great, so, ain't so-and-so who's the, who the matriarch of the family? Well, you just going to tell great, uh, tell somebody tell great aunt so-and-so that she's going to have to stay away for a while. Because you're going to get your healing. And you don't need to be bombarded. And a lot of you, and let me just say this too. Let me go here. You need to watch what comes out of your mouth too. Oh yeah, that's the, that's what that's what Uncle Uncle Fubu had. He died. You reckon I'm going hush, Pastor? What you mean you can't say that? The Bible says there's power in your tongue. The Bible says you can call those things to be not as though they were. That's positive. And it's also negatively. You know, people will come and tell you, they'll come and tell you how, how things are going bad. The world is going to hell in the handbag. The world, the world, the unsaved world is. But Christians that live in this world, we're not. And you quit letting people tell you, put you in their box, tell you that such and such is this and such and such is that. And that, and that you find out what God said about you and start saying that. And if you got a child, a son or a daughter that maybe got off, out, off, off track and off straight, you quit saying they're going to die and go to hell. They're going to bust hell wide open. Quit saying that and start saying they're heaven bound. They're healed. Holy well. They're going to get right. You start speaking the right thing over them. And believe it and receive it. Saturate yourself. Build yourself up in that healing word. It's the issue is settled. Let me hurry up. Exodus 23. 
verse 25 and 26, King James, and you shall receive the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Daddy used to pray this prayer over, over this food. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy, a number of thy days I will fulfill. How about you? Are you saying the number of your days you're going to fulfill? You have said, well, when I get to be such and such an age, I, you know, everybody in my family died. If you are saying stuff like that, stop it. God wants you to walk in the blessings of God. Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. God told the children of Israel. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe, listen to this. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to stop. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. That sounds terrible. That sounds like God said you're going to get these things that, that are yours if, you, if you're disobedient. And, and you do open up the door to the enemy, but that's not what this said. This verse doesn't mean that if the children of Israel disobeyed God, God would send curses upon them. It simply states that if they disobeyed God, the curses would be able to come upon them. Because disobedience takes God's people out from under his protection. That's the reason we can't walk in sin. That's where we got to stay away from. Not because God's going to put God's going to beat you up because you messed up. Jesus paid for all sickness and disease. He, we've been redeemed from the curse. In Galatians 3.13. That's exactly what he told us. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. He told us. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. That's the curse of sickness and disease. That's the curse of poverty. And that's the curse of the second death. We've been redeemed from the penalty because Jesus paid for it. And Jesus gave us life and life more abundantly. And we can walk in that. Amen. Look at Nathan. I'm going to walk in God's best every day of my life. I'm the heel. I'm the whole and I'm the whale. That's my confession. And I'm grabbing what's mine right now. Amen. By your heads, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you right now for your word. We thank you for the truths that transform our hearts and change our lives. Father, we just thank you that we're never going to be the same again. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. By his stripes, we were healed. And if I were healed, I am healed. Lord, as we're about to partake of these elements, we, we, we're going to do a couple of things right now as we pray. First of all, Lord, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that has never made Jesus the Lord of their life right now, confess this part of the prayer with me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you died for me. You paid the price so that I could have life and life more abundantly. Healing. It's part of the package. I believe it. I receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Amen.